Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today as we talk about part two and how to decide your next career move. If you haven't listened to part one, you will absolutely benefit from today's content, but I do suggest you go back and listen to part one. Many people come to me asking for help so that they can figure out what they should do and they want to know their purpose. They want to figure out if they're making the right decision. This series is really taking you through the six steps that I feel are so helpful in helping you make that decision so you don't have to be in swirl or overthinking. And I call my approach the BS buster or the BS builder. And the BS is for belief system. So we're either busting your beliefs or we're building them depending on where you are in your process. (laughs) The belief system framework will help you think through some of the questions that I have found so helpful for myself and also my clients find helpful too, to really frame their thinking and help them decide what is their next career move. So in the first part of the series, I covered the first three steps. The first was around who are you? There are many personality and career assessments available on the internet that require a small investment anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks, and they are not to be used prescriptively. They're used to be directionally, but they can really help you prompt some things that you need to know about your strengths and your personality, which can be really helpful in understanding who you are. The second thing that we talked about was what matters to you and really knowing your values and do your values need to be reciprocated. And last was about the results you want to create and how to leverage the think, feel, act cycle in order to create the results you want. Today, I'm going to cover the last three steps in the cycle. And that's the fourth one then is your why. What is your compelling reason for your career move? I recently received an email from a listener who asked why they never accomplished their goals. So I want to talk about why that happens. And it all starts with your compelling reason. The next one is around understanding. And we're going to clear out once and for all the whole idea of being confused. And I don't know, because it really comes from your mindset. And there's a way to ask yourself questions to get around that. And then the sixth step is action. So we're going to talk about how to refresh your mind and get into decision-making. So mindset is really underpinning it all. And today we want to nail that belief system that fuels your decisions. So first I want to talk about your why. I want you to make a list of your compelling reasons for why you want this result. And if the result is to your next career move, why do you want it? Some days it's going to be about meaningful work. And other times it might be about benefits or the compensation. And still other times it might be the people you get to work with, the experiences you'll have, how you'll stretch your brain, be challenged, work with others who are equally challenged and you're all working towards a solution. Maybe even who you get to meet and how you get to show up in the world. And you need a list of somewhere between 15 and 20 reasons because not every reason is going to motivate you every day. 
If you don't have a list of at least 15 to 20 reasons, when things get tough, you're going to give up on your goal. You're not going to have another reason to do it. So when that listener wrote in and said, why do they have lots of thoughts but never achieve their goals? They had one thought. They need multiple thoughts or multiple compelling reasons because again, not every thought is going to motivate you every day to keep you working towards your goal. And if you can't think of many reasons for why you'd want to go after this goal, then I would ask you, is this really what you want? So grab a pen because I'm about to list some questions that I find super helpful when you're thinking about your why. What would change in your career if you achieve this result? What would change in your financial situation? What would change in your personal and professional relationships? What would change in your life? Those are some of the questions to really help you prompt to get to your compelling reasons. Okay, next I wanna talk about confusion. This is the next step in the decision-making process. I do a deeper dive on confusion in episode seven of my podcast, but the quick refresher here is that confusion is really stemming from the need to make the right choice while you're also rethinking everything. You're confused because you haven't made a decision. So that definition probably sounds kind of simple, right? You think if you keep thinking about the choices in front of you, you will eventually find the answer or that there'll be a sign or some secret decoder ring that will tell you the answer or somebody external to you is going to tell you the answer. Your confusion comes from fear of how you think you'll feel if you make a decision you later think was the wrong decision. And newsflash, I don't believe in wrong decisions. I believe in just making another decision and managing your mind. This is where the confusion comes from. Your fear that you'll make a decision in the future and that you won't know how to manage your future thought and your future feeling, and that the decision will be wrong. It's a little like exhausting, right? Look, get your facts. Gather the important facts that you need to make this decision. But realize that you are hoping that data is going to make you feel good about the decision. And I'm here to remind you that data doesn't make you feel good. It's only your thoughts about the data that can make you feel good. Data is neutral. So when it comes to making a decision in your career, there's no right or wrong decision. It's really making a decision and then learning to manage your mind and choosing how you want to show up. The answer to all of your questions, to all of your confusion comes when you make a decision. And when you want to get out of confusion, I would ask yourself these questions. Get that pen, open your notes app, get these down. If you knew you were not going to feel guilt regret, anxiety, which option would you go for? If you knew you could feel confident, content, happy, and proud of yourself, what would you choose? Can you say yes to both options? Is it possible? Does it have to be an either or? What if you could have both? And what does your future self say about this confusion? So in five, think about like in five years from now, high future self looks back on today and what will she, he, or they say? The next is give yourself a deadline. Pick a date for when you're going to make this decision to get out of confusion and move forward. And if it feels scary, it's okay because that means there's growth. And I find that choosing to work in a 30, 60, or 90-day block is the most helpful for me because it gives me enough time to make a plan, get the data, gain traction, and then pivot. Okay, so the last part of this 
decision-making process is around mindset. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that there's never going to be an episode that doesn't mention mindset. One of the biggest things I've learned from doing mindset work was the impact that I was having on myself all the time. Seriously, when you learn that how you feel is being caused by your mind, you stop trying to change the situation or the job, the boss, the department, the compensation to feel better. It it doesn't, you start to know that that isn't going to make you feel better. And when you don't understand that what you feel is caused by your mind, you keep moving jobs to find the perfect one. And then layer on that, this like, I don't know if I know how to make the right decision. And you tend to spiral into confusion and overwhelm because you fear making the wrong decision, or you believe that there's a wrong or right decision. And then you don't want to get into action because you're uncomfortable and you don't know which one to do. So I always laugh because you're going to be uncomfortable either way. It just comes down to which uncomfortable do you want? One choice gets you a result that may be uncomfortable. Other keeps you safe, stagnant, stale, no growth, and you're going to be equally uncomfortable. So when we don't make a decision, it's exhausting. It's like living in the hallway. There are lots of doors, no movement, nothing opens or shifts. Your mind is in this loop. Your brain is using energy, but because there's no forward momentum, you're just in this place of exhaustion and frustration. What do you want to spend your brain power on? Do you want the brain to keep making the same decisions over and over and over again? Because you made the decision and then you didn't stick it with it and you renegotiated it and you made it again and again and again. Being in a mind loop or a thought loop, it does not produce a result. You drain energy and you make it like almost impossible to make other decisions because then you start doubting yourself. And this inability to make a decision stems from believing that you won't be able to manage your mind in the future. You're afraid of what you're going to think and feel. And if the job is good and the people are great, then you think it'll feel awesome. But if the job is something unexpected and you feel, you think you're going to feel regret or doubt or guilt or disloyalty, well, you're not managing your mind. And if you don't manage your mind, no matter what your next decision is, no matter what decision you make, you will experience self-doubt, fear, anxiety, and regret. And when you find yourself evaluating and reviewing the options to make decisions, I'd offer you the mindset to prepare and ask yourself questions. If knowing my brain is going to cause anxiety and regret, no matter what I do, then which option sounds like the kind of professional experience I want to have? If you don't manage your mind, no matter what decision you make, you will experience self-doubt, fear, regret, anxiety. And when you find yourself evaluating and reviewing the options in front of you over and over again, I'd offer you a few questions to ask yourself. The first is, If you knew that your brain was going to cause anxiety and regret, no matter which choice you made, which option sounds like the kind of professional experience you want to have. And because there's a little bit of positive and a little bit of a negative in everything, you know that you're going to be experiencing a little bit of regret, but you also can be excited. You're going to have belief and you're going to have doubt and you may feel anxiety At the same time, you may feel a surge of confidence. And just because all of these feelings are coming up as you make a decision, it doesn't mean you didn't make the right decision. Because my friends, and don't at me, 
I believe there are no right or wrong decisions. There are simply decisions. And if you don't like the results you've created, then you get to choose again. A decision is always based on your thoughts. You make a decision based on how you think you'll feel or because of a feeling you want to avoid. So when you begin tackling what's now, what's new, what's next, there are questions to ask yourself as you're going through your decision-making process. And throughout this part one and part two of the series, I've been laying lots of questions. So I hope you're writing them down because they're really helpful in navigating your own decision-making process. So I'll give you a chance to go grab that pen again or open your notes app. As you go through your discernment, ask yourself if you knew you get to choose how you want to feel. And I mean, however you want it to feel, which choice would you choose? And if it didn't matter, like really, if it didn't matter that you'd be on your career path, your well-being, your your visibility would not be impacted. Which choice sounds like it would be more exciting and fun? What moves you towards who you want to be? Fear is not the reason for not doing something. My mentor always says that discomfort is the currency of my growth, that that discomfort is where I grow. So get to a place where you understand that the decisions you are making for your career is completely an inside job, meaning it is your mindset. It is not based on external data, other people's opinions, or marketplace conditions. Yes, bring that data in, but then you get to think about how you want to feel about that data. I help clients do this work when I work with them. Even as all of us walk around with half-managed minds, you can still make a decision because this is the totally like bizarre thing about all of this. Your decisions don't really matter that much. (laughs) I'm not saying your career decisions don't matter at all, but what I am saying is what really matters is how you manage your mind. Your decisions then cause less drama than you think when you're managing your mind. So thinking that this career opportunity is going to be awesome, you know what? You're right. And it will continue to be awesome as long as you continue to monitor your thoughts. And at some point, you're going to have a negative thought and you get to question and challenge that thinking. So at this point, you may be thinking, well, Jill, if we can change our feelings and our thoughts, then why don't we just stay in a shitty situation and just constantly change our thoughts and adjust. And the answer to that is, well, you could, but I'd offer you that step one is realizing that it's your thoughts that are creating that shitty experience. And then prove to yourself that you can create your feelings with thoughts and that you have control because then you change because you want to create something different. You change the emotion first, and then you change the situation. You are happy either way. You're enjoying the job before you leave it. There is still good and bad. There is still positive and negative. But when you practice, you get to learn how to create feelings on purpose. And then there's a lot less drama and a lot less pressure on you making the quote, right decision. Contentment isn't somewhere else. It's not in the next gig. Contentment is here. It's now. And this is different. I know it is. And this is different from how I was taught. And I'm guessing how many of you were taught or you wouldn't be here. Can you imagine if we started telling the children in our lives this, how different their realities would be, that what you think and feel will determine your experience and your reality. It honestly doesn't make that much of a difference what job you take because your mind is going to create your experience in the world and it creates all your feelings. And if you have an unmanaged mind, 
it's going to create drama and chaos. Negative feelings are going to be wherever you go. And I've had clients stress over which job to take, then which apartment to buy, then which vacation to go on. And it didn't matter which scenario they picked because their thoughts were always the problem. My thoughts were always the problem. So when you decide what you're going to do, you just have to commit. And when you get to contentment, then go for it and change jobs if you want to. But don't put the pressure on the new job to make you happy because it won't. Don't take your avoidance of discomfort and conflict with you. Wherever you go, there you are. And that's a title of a book by John Kabat-Zinn. I totally would recommend reading it. It's a really, really good book. Okay, I would love to hear from you. I will put the details of how to do that in the show notes. And I'll ask you, who's helping you with your career strategy? I'd be honored to help you. Check out the details in the show notes where you can schedule an appointment and apply for my one-on-one coaching program. All right, my friends. Thanks for joining me this week. And until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.